We're back. We're back. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, so I wanted to start off with a riddle. <laughs> that was what I woke up to this morning. <laughs> Monterrey empieza con M y termina con T. <laughs> It took me so long, and it was a long and winding road. I finally had to tell you. Yeah. And even then, you were like, oh. Yeah. Pendeja. So once again. I'm slow on the uptake. Monterrey empieza con M y termina con T. (laughs) So, if you get it. Let us know. You can let us know on Instagram. Our handle is... I have to look. Oh, shit, we have to look it up. Okay, before we, like, tell you guys where to find us, um, let us tell you guys how to find us. Um, oh, the email is info at hotoandlagirl.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got that one. Um, so, uh, Instagram actually let us put Joto and La Girl on, like, Facebook. So, what's our Facebook Facebook, I think, is J and La Girl. J and La Girl, G U R L. So if you get it, or you can hit us up on SoundCloud. Oh yeah, (laughs) there are many ways to to contact us. Not like the good old days where you just go to the corner of Sixth and Central and there'd be Janice. I have always been a Knob Hill girl. True. Actually, that's something interesting. Behind the. Danza or <laughs> behind the um, power the generator box at mm-hmm. Morningside Park. Um, <laughs> I was never a Knob Hill bitch. Really, I've always been a downtown hood rat. Oh no, I remember Knob Hill before it was gentrified. This time, yeah. No, no, I was never. I was never. I went up there for like the pulse. And, like, Morningside Park, but, like, I never, like, hung out there. Oh, no. I loved Knob Hill back in the day. Like, I mean, I loved, like, Bow Wow Records and Sound of Music and stuff, but, like, they were, like, too, like... Andale, Julie Andrews. (laughs) It was called Natural Sound. so like afraid I'm gonna wipe them off and like I think they look kind of cute today they look natural they do yeah go check out La Girl's Instagram <laughs> yes my Instagram you can find me on Instagram at P-I-C-U-L-L-U-S it's pronounced Piculus it is the name of a Roman Romanothonic god who was the god of the underworld <laughs> 
This is what you get when you get like when you talk to a fucking medieval historian. Yeah, because you were there. <laughs> Shut up, you fucking whore. So it was actually my birthday this past weekend. Spontane. <laughs> you and still have those. I still do. I turned 36. And let me tell you, it was a really lovely, like, birthday. It was actually probably one of my, like, top five birthdays I've ever had. Granted, I only had birthday parties from, like, let's see, I'm 36. This is my 15th birthday party I've ever had. Your quinceañera. <laughs> it's my quinceañera birthdays. Oh, I had a quinceañera times two when I turned 30. That shit was fucking off the chain. My 30th was not so much fun. Oh, no, that was a lovely birthday. But this one was nice. I was home. I was in bed by, like, 2.30. With who? The dogs, actually. Cochina. <laughs> no, I was in bed by myself. I didn't do anything nasty. I didn't. Milagro de Dios. <laughs> I went home by myself. I went home not terribly wasted. I woke up fine. Uh-huh. Um, it was really lovely. So, yeah. No, it was a good birthday. I rang in my new year on the dance floor at midnight with the Cosmopolitan. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Nor had I. And I made one. And, or I, I, I didn't make one. I would be right behind the bar. Um, I had to make I me one. I bet you did. <laughs> I had to make me one. And it was really lovely, actually. So, hi. We are Joto and La Girl. I'm Joto. I'm La Girl. <laughs> um, and we promised you all last time that we were going to give you all four episodes but here's the deal. Life happens. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to give you an episode each day from now until the end of the year with a tag team, an Eiffel Tower, if you will, on Sunday. <laughs> <A trio. laughs> um, but... <laughs> no, ya I no, was, perdiste. no, I was thinking of something else. Sorry. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I okay. Probably thinking about that grinder hookup. No, no. Oh my god. So let me tell you about this grinder hookup. Who <laughs> I didn't hook up with him, but he was all, "Hey, want to hook up?" And I was like, "Sure." And he sent me pictures of his bathing suit areas, and I was like, "Okay." His nono squares. His nono squares. And I was like, okay, this um, yeah, this could be cool. He's like, can I stay the night? And I was like, um, he's like, because I don't have a place to stay. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. And here's the thing. If he would have been like, oh yeah, like let's bone all night, I would have been like, all right, sweet, down, like whatever. That would have been fine. But then he told me he didn't have a place to stay. I was like, no. And look, I have fucked many a man so I could have a roof over my head. I have fucked many a man because We've all done it. it was too cold to go out to sleep outside. And that's fine. But you don't tell them. If you're selling a car that has like a wonky tire, you don't say, hey, my car has a wonky tire. You fucking sell the car and then you hope for the best. <laughs> well, I think 
probably the ethical thing to do. <laughs> hey, there are no ethics when it comes to homelessness. Like, I have done some fucked up shit to make sure that I was not out in the streets anymore. Yeah. No, I get that. When I was living alone, I, I had this one guy who was like, oh yeah, let's, you know, hook up and, you know, whatever. And then, like, in the next breath, well, not that you text messages when you have breaths, yes. but the next breath, if you will, he was like, oh, well, do you need a roommate? Like, <laughs> you know, and starts telling me what he gets for disability and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, uh, no. Look, I am, I like living alone just fine. This is not, this is not what I'm signing up for. Yeah, no, if he would have just told me, like, hey, like, let's just, let's smash and get down, he probably, who knows, he might still be there. Like, he might have got himself a fucking bed and breakfast deal, but I was like, I'm, I'm fucking afraid. Like, what if, you know, he fucking, because I, especially because I'm house sitting, so it's not my house, because there was some, like, my own house, I wouldn't give a fuck. But, like, what if, like, the people I'm housing for, I come home and like, I'm dismembered in the fucking bathtub and a dog's gnawing on my leg. Like, the fuck? I would imagine that that would not be a pleasant <laughs> thing to come home to. I don't think it would be. So that's why I was like, no. The good news would be that, you know, they wouldn't have to have that uncomfortable conversation about not having your bath. True. True. <laughs> True. Although, and I, I house it a lot, and I don't really bang at other people's houses. Like, mm. I I don't really host. And welcome to the cheese house. <laughs> so that's actually what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're not going to talk about our puteria. Although, oh, the, we, could, we could put many a volume on that. Yeah, but they're all like biographies of my life they're not like current affairs because <laughs> let me tell you like it, my no no squares have like tumbleweeds rolling through them like i am i have not have been having sex and i'm okay with it well i think i have gotten to a point in my like hoishness that like i'm just like eh. well what i was going to say <laughs> was that you know, you had talked about, like, doing risky things and all yeah. of that. And I think part of that is about age, you know, because I know, I know that I've done some shit that I don't think that I would be nearly as comfortable doing now as... But is know, that age or experience? Well, maybe Because we've both. done it. We've done it. So it's not as exciting anymore. Yeah, I guess. That you is... know, you ride a roller coaster and then at six. Having had some stability for a while. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. Like, I get paid to house it. That's fucking sweet. Like, I mean, I'm not, like, making, you know, Kardashian money by any means. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that was a nice little cushion. Like, that really helped pay for most of my Christmas shopping, actually. But... Yeah, yeah. It was a nice chunk of money. So, if you're listening, thank you for letting me take care of your dogs. Um, and I take good care of them. But that's not what we wanted to talk about today. 
I wanted to talk. I, I, the reason we started with that riddle. Monterrey empieza con M y termina con T. And then 10 minutes later, here we are, and it's off on a tangent. I want to talk about intentionality and the power of our words. Because, and we were talking about this earlier. Um, Janice made us lunch today. She made us like a real Mexican ass lunch. Like it was papas and frijoles with some chile. There was a corn in there. I think it was corn. Yeah. Was that supposed to be in there or was it? <laughs> I don't know shit. It just leapt off of my foot and into the pot. <laughs> that wasn't corn. It was a piojo. <laughs> That's gross. Um, yeah, it is. Oh, well. But I, I am so fascinated always by the language that we use and the way that we use our language and how so often I find that people will we'll say like I think it's like probably one of the most overused phrases phrases in this in our society that's not what I meant yeah like we hear it from celebrities you know <clears throat> grab her by the pussy that's not what I meant I meant give her a handshake no you fucking asshole you fucking meant I'm gonna sexually assault a woman that's what you meant yeah or you know those fucking faggots. No, you fucking called me a faggot. Like, oh, that's not what I meant. Yes, it is. You meant to call me a derogatory name, you asshole. But we so often, I think, we don't take responsibility for our words until after the effect. And I think that if we stop and said things more intentionally, we wouldn't have to apologize as much. And I will say, and you've known me for a while now. I rarely apologize because I'm rarely wrong. And not to say that I'm, I, I'm wrong often, but I tend to speak about things that I know about. And if I don't know about something, I don't fucking speak about it. No, that's been my philosophy. You know, I, I don't want to be that kid who opens up their mouth in class to talk about something, you know, who hasn't done the reading, or yeah. who, you know, whatever. And, oh, here, I'm going to tell you why I'm the expert on this, even though exactly. I don't fucking know. Um, but when I know something, I know something. Yeah. Um, and this kind of ties into a conversation that we're going to have a little bit later. Um, just kind of a little preview. But, you know, like, one of the things, because I've been really working on my Spanish lately. And, oh, shut up. And, like, one of the things that I've really noticed <laughs> is that... Tres hombres, un culito. Tres hombres, un culote, que. Anyway. Um, you know, like, one of the things that I notice about Spanish is that, like, you really... There's a lot of specificity. Yes. You know, there. And... Like, when I try to translate things in my head, when I translate it to English, it doesn't, you know, like, it loses something. Yeah. Well, and, and I know that, like, obviously, you're not ever going to be able to translate things perfectly, um, you know, 
no matter what language you're talking about. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting that, like in English, we have a lot of words that are used to talk about the same thing, but in different ways. And... I think that's true. But not... But it winds up coming out very vague. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. There is a there is a vagueness, a vagity. La <laughs> vagatry mm, <a> over here. <laughs> but there is a vagueness within. Am I saying that right? Vague, vagueness. Yes, within. Mm. I've only had one drink. Um, within the English language, which I think really frustrates a lot of people sometimes. Um. But I find for myself, like what is difficult is like I, I grew up speaking Spanish and then I only spoke English and now I speak both. So I translate from Spanish to English back to Spanish when I'm thinking about like, and a lot of things in English also. Like... There are a lot of words that, like, I learned how to, like, spell as, like, a young kid that when I'm spelling them out, and I caught this the other day um, when I was writing the word principal. And the, in my head, it is pronounced principal. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know how to spell it. And I was writing it, and I was, I was texting someone about it um, using the word principal. And I was like, like um, attendance at ten dance, <laughs> but that's how I learned how to like spell a lot of words in English, mm -hmm. and um, so I think it's really fascinating. But I think that also, like we use the words like love and hate a lot in our language, and we use them so like carelessly. And I'm very guilty of this. But there isn't... So when I was in high school, I studied Chinese for three years. And With Genghis Khan. Yeah, I helped to build the Great Wall, bitch. <laughs> um, and in Chinese, there are many different words for love because they describe different types of love mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in English there's only the one word yeah you know well in Spanish there's te quiero te amo mm -hmm. you know but like um yeah there, I mean there are other words to like define that what that really means yeah where in English you don't really have that mm, Tom you can't host right now no my PL's calling <laughs> no 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 I you're right like but I will say like I love this song I love that movie I love that book and I will say that like all day long mm -hmm. but when it comes to people like I get white people lipped like my lips go away <laughs> it's true you know it is true I know it's true like I look at some white people I'm like what what do you where did your mouth go like, did you steal our land and take your, like, your mouth went away? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, there's got to be 
There's got to be some give and take somewhere. Oh, like their faces. Bitch, I look good for 36. I got a facial, like, not like that mm-hmm. anymore. Bukaking. <laughs> I went to a spa and got a facial, and the woman, like, put the, like, that huge light on my face. She's like, um, well, there's no really problem areas. I was like, that's right, bitch. That is right. My, there's no problem areas on my face. My skin tone is even. I don't got much wrinkles. I've got fine lines. But the way I smoke and drink, I should fucking be looking like Sean Connery now. Wow. That's why I think as you age, it helps to keep a little bit of weight on you. So you don't get... So you don't wind up looking like the... What was that? The... What was the hell with the name of that show? Remember in the 90s? The Crypt Keeper. Oh. Yeah, like Star Jones. Remember when Star Jones was all, um, she was all like gorra and she, you know, mm-hmm. she looked like she knew a thing or two about food. Mm-hmm. And then she like got the stomach staples and she like lost all that weight. And I Didn't her and her husband get divorced? I don't, I don't know. I just what. remember I was, I used to see the view at the time and like she was all about getting married to this guy. I'm yeah. Trying to computer. You're going to look it up on the computer? Yeah. Um, no, but she, like, when she lost weight, she aged really quickly. Um, but <laughs> that was a total segue. I will talk about things that I love. I don't say I hate things very much. Mm-hmm. I try not to, at least. I try to be more, more intentional about that. But I talk about things that I love, except when it comes to people. And I have a hard time saying it to people. Um, but I don't think that we're really intentional enough with our words. And thinking about like New Year's coming up is what really got me thinking about this. Because New Year's, people set these resolutions, right? Like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to, I don't know, suck dick only twice a month as opposed to twice a night. Um, but we should rephrase the way that we say those kinds of things. I think it should be, I'm going to suck dick less. I am going to become healthier. Because then what happens, I think we set ourselves up for failure, right? Like, I think that, like, most people set this intention of losing 50 pounds, and then they only lose 20, so they get discouraged, and they end up gaining 40. Yeah. And so I think that we have to be much more careful about what we say and how we think about our New Year's Eve's, our New Year's intentions. I don't think we should call them resolutions either. I think we should call them intentions. Like, I have New Year's intentions. So here's, here's a problem that I sometimes have with... Diarrhea. <laughs> no, bitch. Constipation. Uh, you know, with language and you know um we've moved from cuneiform into the modern alphabet you can't understand it yeah no (laughs) i still do math and roman numerals (laughs) um you know like we have this inclination i know i'm probably going to sound like an old a crotchety old lady but you know whatever um you know we I think we get sometimes caught up too much in 
what something is called than like just paying attention to what it is. Um, and I'll give you an example. Okay. I used to belong to a church, um, and we were we were going through a lot of changes. The pastor had retired, and uh, we had an interim. And you know, during during the interim period is where you know you're supposed to you know take stock of where you're at. You know, mm -hmm. like. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses or what are your challenges or, you know, whatever, however it is that you want to talk about it, right? Uh -huh. And oh. now granted, this congregation was like 99.5% white, but, um, you know, we were having this like congregational discussion about what were our strengths and what were our weaknesses. Okay. And... Some of these white people took, and, and I'm not saying that it's only white people who do this, but in this example, there were a large number of white people who really took issue with the word weaknesses mm -hmm. or challenges. Uh -huh. And the pastor we had at the time said, well, you know, could we call it growing edges? And I remember sitting in this meeting thinking, what the fuck does it matter what you call it? I mean, it's the parts we're not so good at. Like, I mean, why, why in some instances are we so reluctant to just call it what it is? You know, I mean, it, it was a time of evaluation. We were looking at what were we doing well and what were we doing not so well. Because, and I, I, I hear you, but also I think that we have time there's a lot of times when, like, if you go into that conversation not expecting that, then, like, you're going to shut down. Like, not everybody is going in ready to, like, bust balls. And, like, you, you know as well as I do, white people are some delicate-ass folk. Well, like, they true. can steal our land, but they can't handle pepper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but they conquered the world's for spices and then don't use them. <laughs> but I and I I tend to agree. Like I think that like within like staff meetings, mm -hmm. I don't like to go in saying this is how y'all fucked up because you're going in with the ballot in hand. And what happens when you do that? You get defensive. As opposed, and, and I learned this the hard way. Like, I made one of my mentees, like, fucking ball. I was really terrified, actually. I was like, I fucking just broke this kid. Like, I just broke this little kid down and reduced him to just nothing. And I felt like the biggest asshole in the world. And so I was like, okay, you have to be more intentional with the language that you use. And instead of saying... You fucked up this way, or you did this wrong. I didn't say fucked up, but you did these things wrong. It became a conversation of, well, how do you think you did, and what are some things you think you can improve on? And yes, it may fit, but I mean, like I get that there. I I get that difference between coming in 
looking for a fight, and then coming in saying, like, these are some things that we need to talk about. Yeah. You know, but even when you, even when I've seen people approach it in the, these are some things we need to talk about, like, there's still, like, and I don't, maybe, maybe it's just how I grew up or, you know, whatever, but sometimes you have to tell people that they fucked up. Yes. Like, there's sometimes there are just no two ways about it. Like, there's, you just, you know. But the, but this goes back to the original part of the conversation. Like, that intentionality is so important. Like, yes, tell someone you fucked up. But don't tell them in a way that where they never want to try again. And that is what often happens. You know, hey, like, maybe next time don't leave the space heater on when you leave. <laughs> And you know exactly who I'm uh-huh. talking about. Uh-huh. And I hope they're listening. Because don't fucking leave the space heater on when you leave. Make sure you turn it off. Um, as opposed to, you fucking idiot, you left the space heater on, you almost burned down the place. That's how we grew up. Yeah. And that language is not constructive. That language is going to make people think, oh, like it's not fun to work here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore because this place is just becoming too corporate. And I'm calling people, I don't give a fuck. Um, When the reality is like, no, it's not corporate. It's just, I don't want you to fucking burn down your place of employment. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want you to burn shit down, you know? And, And we have to think about the way that, and I know for myself, especially professionally, like I am a bigger bodied, tall man, of color, and I have, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm loud also. You don't sing. I know, it's such a surprise. Um, so, like, for those of you who are at home and not watching us record, I'm actually in the apartment complex across from her. Um, that's just how loud my voice is. <laughs> but I, and, and I, I just, I have a big personality. All of these things equal, I take up a lot of space. Like, I come into a room and people notice me. So I have to be very mindful of the way that I deliver things. Because if not, then, like, I could fucking shut down a conversation. And I've had, like, white people who I have had to supervise in the past, like little white fucking crybabies, and I hope that they're listening too, because this is about you. And they, like, wrote these very strongly worded emails about how I was just so aggressive because I told them, hey, did you do this? Oh, no, I didn't get a chance to because I was doing my homework. Well, that's nice, but I'm not paying you to do your homework. So you need to get this done. And I yelled at them, and I was just so aggressive with them. And look, I didn't come, I, I, I didn't come in like your mother did and rub some lavender on your face and swaddle you in your birthing cocoon and tell you that you're the gem of the universe and maybe next time, you should maybe prioritize differently. No, sometimes I'm very direct when it needs to be. But I'm really, I try to be so intentional with my words. Which I know also is like a juxtaposition because I fucking talk a lot. And I go on a lot of tangents. You don't say. I know. But <laughs> I think that you can marry the both. Mm-hmm. And like, I fuck up all the time. And I say shit. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know made that really off-color joke about indigenous people. 
Um, <laughs> I only do that with you, though. And Hank. That's it. Um, but, like, I, I think that you can be on guard, or rather, you can be cautious without having to be on guard all the time. And, you know, and there is that whole, like, you just want to police what I'm saying, and I'm going to say what I, I'm going to speak my mind. That is fine. But also... Well, but there's a difference, though, between speaking your mind and then being an asshole. Exactly. You know, and I know, like, I know that for me, <laughs> I, I have to be aware that, like, the things that I'm accustomed to or that I grew up with, yeah, we're not the best or, you know, the way that other people are, um, you know, used to being or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but I also kind of struggle with, I'm not about coddling people. I am just not. And, you know, especially when it comes to white people tears, like, I just... I can't. And so, you know, like, in in some ways, when I hear, like, particularly conservatives talk about, ooh, crybaby, or, you know, ooh, people are sensitive, or whatever, like, I kind of understand that, but, you know, like you were saying earlier, we also grew up in a pretty kind of rough way. Yeah. And so I kind of, I mean, I struggle with that, because... Yeah, you, there are ways to deliver things that are not necessarily the ways that I have delivered things. Yes. But, you know, on the other hand, like, sometimes you just got to have that come to Jesus. And, and I, I agree with you. But I'm like going kind of back a little bit to what you're talking about with conservatives and, you know, people love Trump because he tells it like it is. Um, he lies. Well, yes. <laughs> But often know, in the same sentence. Yes, uh, but people who like get mad about pronoun usage or honoring trans identities, and like, oh, it's just I can't do that. Like it, I'm like, what that tells me is that you care so little about another human being that this small thing. That doesn't cost you anything. I, I, you, I, I can't do it. It just, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That, that's fine. There's a lot of people with gender identities. I don't fucking understand. I don't understand how they came to that conclusion. Guess what? I don't have to. I'm not paying their bills. I ain't sleeping with them. <laughs> and if they tell me that they want to use they as their pronouns, okay, I struggle. I sometimes forget. I sometimes forget, and I sometimes forget in front of other people, and I forget in front of people who ask me to use the correct pronouns, and I feel like shit every time I do it, and I just correct myself, and I correct myself, and I move on. But, like, how can you say that your, like, belief, your doctrine is Christian-based, but yet you still, you, you don't care about someone, about their humanity enough to honor their identity? It just, it baffles my mind. And that's and this all goes back to the intentionality of the words that we mm-hmm. use. Like I will never fucking call myself a Christian, even though, fun fact, I read the Bible quite often. I find it interesting. I find the Bible fascinating. I read the Torah quite often. I read the Quran quite often. I read the Bhagavad Gita quite often. I think I have all of those books on the <laughs> bookshelf right over there. Because you were there when they wrote them. Um, well, maybe. <laughs> I have the scrolls in my closet. <laughs> But 
I, I read these books because I, I do I find them fascinating and I find that you know they these books dictate the actions of the majority of people on this earth. But I don't think people actually read them. I think particularly here in Freedom Land, um, there is and it's rewarded. You know, it's ab- I, you know, I will fight anybody who argues with me on this. <laughs> it is absolutely rewarded to not have any kind of interest and experience outside of your own. Absolutely. And, you know, I, when September 11th happened, uh, I remember going to the library and looking up with those old-ass DOS computers, (laughs) you know, books about Islam. And, you know, like, because I didn't, I wasn't even really aware that Islam existed yeah. before September 11th. And so total quick aside, I just I, uh-huh. I'm gonna forget it. Go ahead, I gotta write this down before I forget. The only like the only like idea of like Muslims that I had was that Sally Fields movie, Not Without My Daughter. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that until later. But that's the only like idea I had. I was like, <gasps> they made her walk across a desert. I read that book. The book is way better than the movie. Like, oh, really? Some intense shit went down. Sorry, I had to put um, it out there. Okay, continue. But, you know, like, I read a lot about Islam and because I didn't understand, you know, like this narrative that we were told about, you know, these Muslims wanted to kill us. Yeah. And, you know, cause mayhem and, you know, jihad and... Which is not a... A yeah. word that is interpreted very well, yeah. um, by the way, which I found out in my little exploration there. <laughs> um, you know, but I, you know, and I, and I just said that earlier that, uh, uh, let me bring my notes. <laughs> oh um, my God, you were the fucking worst. I know. Like, well, I'm I, trying to ask you all quietly. You can fucking write it down. Yeah, no, I'm just, I don't care. Oh my God, I never want to go to church. continue no you made me forget what the fuck I was talking about you did a bunch of research about um, Islam and Muslims oh well you know like I had said earlier that I studied Chinese when I was in high school Yeah. like you know wanting to learn about other people who lived in the world and you know all of that and that's not a a valued thing. No. It's not a valued thing. It, the valued thing is you, you know, you're told as a kid, you go to school, you get good grades, and then you go to college, yeah. and you go to, you know, you get good grades, and then you get a good job, and you blah, 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 until eventually you can retire and do whatever the fuck you want. If you live to... 65, 70, whatever it is. And don't um, you don't you find But until that time, like you just work like a fucking dog. Yeah. And that's yeah. all you do. Yeah. You know, maybe you have kids, uh, you know, to perpetuate the engine of capitalism and all this other bullshit, but you don't really explore outside of yourself. And, and I think that is why so many white men, specifically, are angry. 
lot of just men in general, but specifically white men, because they were told their entire lives, if you go through the conveyor belt, the grand prize is at the end. Mm -hmm. They were not told that there are pitfalls in life. Yeah. And so when something happens, the bottom falls out. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Well, you just haven't worked hard enough. Yeah. And, and then and, and I read this really interesting series of tweets from this individual who I believe was Mexican. And um, he lives in Oklahoma, I believe. And went on this like whole explanation of why he knows why Trump got elected. And he like lives like in a it, it's like his family is like the only like people of color in the entire town. And very racist, very fucked up, you know, dynamics that happen in that town. But what Trump represents for a lot of white people is a the excellence of mediocrity. Kind of. <laughs> but but really like this is what happens if you are white and you do the white and right thing, you will get rewarded. And people who are white generally don't see themselves as poor, but just as down on their luck. Yeah. And and I think that we see that a lot of this also with like second and third generation, fourth, fifth generation, like Mexican immigrants. Mm-hmm. Like they're not poor, they're just down on their luck. And it's because somebody else did something. If there weren't so many immigrants, white men would have more jobs. If black people were never freed, then slave you know, people would have had their plantations still. People come with all these fucked up reasons on why they are poor, but none of it is about accountability. And I was Well, none of it is structural. None of it is about the structure of it either. Yes, yeah. And 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 I think back on like all the times I've like thought of myself as poor, and especially this past year. I thought of myself as like being really like I'm fucking poor, I'm struggling, and I've stopped thinking about myself as poor and just I don't have the money to do the things I want to do. And that restructuring mm-hmm. of my thought process has actually like led me to like, and in, in really weird subconscious ways, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna buy that pack of gummy bears. <laughs> like I, I, like I, I've started seeing this. Like I'm not, I don't have more money. Like there's no more, you know, extra money isn't coming in, but the money I'm having is lasting myself longer because I'm being much more conscious and mindful of the way that I'm thinking about my money and how I'm spending the little money that I do have. Yeah, I have, uh, I've been having a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with money. Has been the man in the mirror. And I'm not Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, you know, and in the last year, both of our situations in life have changed pretty dramatically. Um, you know, they were, you know, living with their spouse and 
you know, like there was, the economics was different for them until pretty recently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of conversations about, you know, being Pope. And, um, you know, I know that for me, am I in the best place? No. Yeah. No. But am I better off than I was five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, five years ago, I, you know, once I got rent paid, I was like, you know, or if you, when I was able to make rent, I, yeah. you know, I could breathe for like a second, but then I was on to the next fire. Yeah. And I don't quite feel that way now, but, you know, um, am I worse off this year than last year? Well, of course. Yeah. You know, but I don't, I don't feel the same kind of despair yeah. about things that I know they do. Yeah. And that has been kind of an interesting thing to notice uh, for myself, because like five years ago, I was just like, fuck, and what am I going to do? And Did you take pride in that? A little bit. You should. You should. I think that like, especially for us who grew up so fucking poor, like... When we change that that mindset, and not saying like, like I, I hate. I mean, I'm not great at it. I mean, there are still times where I'm overdrawn at the bank, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. you know, I it's you know not the greatest, but you know, I don't. At least I five years ago I didn't have a bank account. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and now I do. Yeah, um, you know, so I I do appreciate that. You know, those some of those. Steps, I guess. Well, um, and I hate when people say, like, those, you know, transform your thinking and things will get better. Yes and no. Yes and no. Oh, I hate that. Like. That's the worst. That's right up there for me with the crust on the lotion. But, but the problem is, and, and these are both, things that, like, could be managed but aren't. That's a good analogy. So, like, with these, like, Fucking, I call them dollar store sayings because you can find them on like your tampons that you get at Family Dollar. <laughs> like, you know, think wealthy and you'll be wealthy. Okay, well, I'm going to plug it up now. Um, <laughs> like, no, I, and I don't think that that's what it says. Like, you don't manifest wealth that way, but rethink. Like the, the secret? Which, fucking, fuck the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the secret. You got swindled. You spent $15 on a book that was worthless. And then you're making some rich white men even richer. Good job. Um, who's probably a subsidiary of Trump Enterprises, let's be real. But no, I think that rethinking your situation is important. Like, you know, I don't have a lot of money. But like you said, my life is fucking way better than it would have been. My life, I would argue, is way better than a lot of people who I grew up with. Yeah. You know? And, and that doesn't mean that my life is great and my life is wonderful, but we always have to remember that no matter how bad we think we have it, someone else has it worse. And we have to get out of this... I, this Somebody else wishes that they had our yeah. situation. Yeah, absolutely. And we... I think that we have to remember 
that when we're talking about our situations, are we talking about our situations as a like a disability, a hindrance, or a hiccup? Are we saying like, fuck, my life is fucked, I am fucking ruined, I'm never going to be rich again, I'm never going to have money again, I'm always going to be poor. Oh, I haven't checked my lottery ticket, by the way. Why has God forsaken me? Shake my fist at the sky, mm-hmm. all of these things. Or are we saying, like, I fucking, I fucked up. I should not have spent fucking $50 on my OnlyFans.com. <laughs> Maybe I should have saved that money for groceries. Or at least vodka. Or exactly, <laughs> like, you know, we just have to rethink the way that we we have to rethink and relearn the way that we talk about our personal well-being, and I think that if we do that, we come out better on the other side. But we get that from the environment we grew up in. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, because I know my mother, anytime that anything happened. And I, you know, I catch I catch myself doing this. Son of a bitch, motherfucker, you know, like just you know all this rabia about you know whatever happens, and you know sometimes sometimes it's my fault, sometimes it isn't. So can I you just know? and we'll end it on this because this is one of my fucking favorite things that scares me about driving with. So, and the first time it happened was when we were going to Gallup. <laughs> and I remember you yelling out, of course you have to be in my way. And I was like, but to the gentleman, there's only one road. Like, where the fuck do you want them to be? Like, on the fucking ditch? <laughs> but I'm not in my way. That's where I wanted them to be. There's only one road. Like, we... <laughs> but I was just like... I don't want to drive with you anymore. <laughs> and we were only like five minutes into our road trip. We're like, fuck, this is not going to end well. Mm-hmm. But that's that like that learning that we that that upbringing that we have, right? That inherent like anger. And I get it. Like my like I fucking oh, I used to be such an angry person because my family is so angry. Like my family is full of anger. You know, my mom doesn't have her house payment because the casinos are just too tempting. How about you just don't go to a casino? Oh, no, 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 because if I go, I'm going to win because God told me so. But you don't have your rent payment. Exactly. Like, there's always an excuse. and there can, uh-huh. There's always going to be an excuse to be angry. There's always an excuse to be full of hatred and hate filled. But are those excuses enough? And that's a goddamn good Oprah moment to end we, on. We need one of those, like, 1980s, like, soap opera music ending. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> we'll just end on my cackle. <laughs> so check us out at jotoandlagirl.com. That's J-O-T-O-A-N-D-L-A... G-U-R-L dot com. I fucking did it. <laughs> God damn, it took me a year, but I did it. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye.